Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandrove, the podcast for wine fanatics who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, we introduce you to a prominent woman and take a peek into her life and, of course, her favorite wines. Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mandreau, and I'm talking with Prema Bien, who is featured in Wine Country Women of Sonoma County. Prema is a chief operating officer of a wine enterprise here in Sonoma County. She's also a wife and a mother. Um, Prema, thank you for being with us today. Well, good afternoon. Hi. You are a true California girl. Yes. yes. Yep. I was born in uh, San Anselmo, California, actually, just not far from here in, in um, West Marin. Tell people where Marin is. Marin is, yeah, it's the county just south of uh, Sonoma County. So it's north of San Francisco. When you cross the Golden Gate Bridge, you cross into Marin County. And um, it's a little collection of cute little towns and I was born in San Anselmo but was raised mostly in the town of Mill Valley which is uh, next to Sausalito which is well known for folks but Mill Valley was it was a great place to grow up spend a lot of time on Mount Tam and um, have a lot of wonderful close friends still from that time of my life and um, and we used to come to Sonoma all the time. Um, we spent every 4th of July in the town of Sonoma. So it's really sort of full circle and wonderful to be living here now. I live in the town of Sonoma. When did you come up here? When did you move up here? Uh, we moved in 2011. So we moved, uh, I was already working in town and commuting from the East Bay and realized that that was silly. And I had a baby at the time. He was just one years old. So um, it didn't, wasn't too hard of a decision to make the move. Um, so we, yeah, we moved it and we live here, uh, just walking distance from the plaza. Perfect. Yeah. And walking distance from work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. What do you think makes the town of Sonoma so special? You know, I spent a lot of time actually thinking about that. I, um, there's a few different dynamics to it that I think are really um, unique. Um, one is the historic plaza and like truly the historic buildings and structures and character of the town. The plaza was designed by General Vallejo, you know, in the 1840s. And it's just it it with the intention that it be a central gathering space and it's very European feeling actually you know these big beautiful mature trees and then the, and the historic architecture around and it is that it, he he achieved what he set out to you know it, it we have wonderful concerts and farmers markets and and even just the parks and the you know the play structures downtown I think make it really special there's also the history of Sonoma so the really unique special history of our wine industry. Uh, it's the birthplace of California wine. Um, Buena Vista winery is, you know, the first commercial winery, winery in the state. That's oh, wow. Amazing. You know, so here, and here we are in that sort of, in the little, in the little valley, the Valley of the moon. Um, and then I also think it's the people, the culture, the people of this town. It's a, it's a small town, vibe, but with a sort of a, 
um, cosmopolitan take on things. So, you know, people are, are down to earth and laid back, but they enjoy great food, good wine, you know, conversations, connections. So it's, it's raising, working here and raising my kids here. It really is. It's a very special place. I love it. Basically, Sonoma has it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the climate, the, this, the, the, the natural and rural aspects of this town are also very special. You know, there's a, a connection that we all feel because so many people are in the wine industry and in the ranching industry and in the farming industry that, you know, we can, we track and feel the changes of mother nature in a very visceral way, you know? So, yeah. So if you add all of that all together, it's, it's, it's really, it's very special. You are part of a historical association. Yes. I'm currently the um, president of the board for the Sonoma League for Historic Preservation. And, um, why is that important to you? Uh, well, I joined the league. I joined the league in 2012 or 2013 after we brought through our project to open our tasting room in a historic adobe. And so we have this incredible adobe home, tiny little home that was built in 1842 that has, is just steeped in the history of Sonoma. Sonoma. And so the process, the process of, of having our business there and changing the use and also trying to understand what, what parts of that structure were historically important and, you know, what needed to be saved and preserved was really eye-opening for me. I really wasn't, I knew nothing about that process before. I was not, I wouldn't have called myself a preservationist, but I am now keenly aware of how in, in, intricate and involved that process is and how important it is to, you know, especially to maintain that really special character of Sonoma that we just talked about. Right. So I joined the league and then I joined the board and, um, and now you're president. And now I'm president. <laughs> yes. Let's talk about you know, still your personal life and then mm-hmm. we're going to move on to your career mm-hmm. when you're at home. Yeah. I know that you work in the wine industry and certainly the wine brands that your company is involved in probably are top of mind. But when you're at home, what do you like to drink? Oh, well, I, given that it's the end of July, I am all about uh, white wine right now. I am, I'm loving I love Chardonnay. I mean, I really love Chardonnay. I think Chardonnay is uh, um, often misunderstood. It's my favorite thing when someone comes to me and says, I don't like Chardonnay because I'm like, oh, I got some Chardonnay for you. I know. I know what that means, you know. Um, and I just think it, it, it's, um, it reflects winemaking in a way that's really cool. So, you know, you can mess that up, but you can also um, – you can also do something truly special with it. So I like, I like Chardonnays. I like uh, bright sort of light Chardonnays. Um, I also, uh, 
I'm always a fan of Sauvignon Blanc. I cut peaches up. This is my mom's favorite drink is cut up peaches and Sauvignon Blanc or rosé <laughs> sitting by the pool. So I think that's a fun little like, you know, wine Treat. cooler spritzer. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there something that people might be surprised to learn about you that you can talk about? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. A hobby or a yeah, I, um, skill set? You know, before I uh, came into the wine industry, I was a um, super active donor and supporter of an organization called the Pachamama Alliance. And um, I was trained and did um, lead trips into the Amazon jungle. And it was like a huge, I mean, really, like I think about those experiences I had in the jungle all the time. And, you know, it's just a, it's just such a, it's such a rich part of my life. And it's not something that, I talk about much, you know, that I, people probably wouldn't assume that I was a Amazon trekker. Right. <laughs> jungle explorer. Right. Do you miss that? Oh my gosh. So much, so much. My littlest is going to be eight soon. And, uh, my husband and I have talked about, you know, when he turns 13, that we need to take him on that trip. Our oldest when he was on his 13th birthday, that's what we did. It's sort of a coming of age, you know, adventure activity. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Being, being in the forest, like that density of nature is it's it, for me, it was life changing. It was really great. Like just to like, even the oxygen in the air is so rich, you know, and you're, it's just a mess and tangle of life and death and darkness and light. And it's awesome. So awesome. We spent time with indigenous, um, communities down there and you know did some cultural exchange and it was just a tremendous experience there was about five years of leading trips and going down to the amazon do you ever miss it oh yeah oh yeah 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 i can't wait to go back at some point (laughs) do you miss working in that industry yeah i mean it was it was donor relations and and you know raising money for the work that that organization did. And I still am an active donor and still support their work and try and go to their annual fundraisers and stuff like that. So, uh, at some point, you know, I'll get back to that. I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. Now you work in wine and you've yes. worked for Bill Price for yeah. quite some time. Seven, yes. 17, 18 years, 18, 18 years. Uh, huh. Yeah, so how did you years. and, and Bill meet? I, well, I met him in January of the year 2000 after I'd been hired to work at uh, Texas Pacific Group. Um, It's now called TPG Capital. But uh, at the time, it was Texas Pacific Group, and he was a founding partner of the firm. And I was hired. I was 24. I was young, and it was, you know, one of my first real jobs out of college. And, um... And I, within a week or so of working there, uh, the woman who was the director of operations and, you know, oversaw, uh, operations and administration for the firm, she also worked for Bill. She worked most closely with Bill. And so she sort of brought me under her wing and I became her, you know, right hand and her assistant. And then by extension also worked directly with Bill and at that time he um I was I was doing a lot of different personal stuff for him and for his family and um 
And so that was how I got to know him and, um, and got to know his family. And then, you know, just kept on going from there. <laughs> he saw the superstar that you were and, and brought you into the business. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So now you're chief operating officer. And before we talk about what you do now, do you remember way, way, way back when, when you were a teenager, what your first job was? Yes. Ever? Yes. What was it? Yes. I worked in a soap store at a little, there was a little soap shop in Mill Valley called Soapery. 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 And it was this tiny little hole in the wall. It was kind of like the body shop, you know, like back in the day. So right. this was, it, uh, it had to be like 1990. And it was just like this really cute little tiny shop that was full of body lotions and, you know, essential oils and soap (laughs) (laughs) and different flavors of, you know, soap and you could make your own lotions and things like that. And the, um, the owner of the shop was all over the place and she was generally like never there. So it was, I felt kind of like my little store. Like I just ran this little store and I think I was 14 or 15 when I started working there and, uh, and worked there for a few years. So from a soap store to in the Amazon, yeah, right, right, <laughs> to right, now right, right. C- COO of a wine dynasty, <laughs> you've come a long way. Yeah. Let's talk about what this business is. Yeah. Talk about the different wine brands and kind of what sure. your day-to-day job is. Yep. And- um, well, our organization is called Price Family Vineyards and Estates, and um we have a collection or a portfolio of wine brands and um, a wonderful vineyards. Now, my my, and then there's me and my my uh, counterpart Rob Harris are sort of at the same level where I run the brands and he runs the vineyards. Um, he so he oversees all the farming and he sells all the grapes, and then I oversee the the three wine brands. So these, these are wineries that Bill has founded himself solely with in partnership with winemakers and others, but really they're his brands. So it's three sticks, um, Ludum, which is in Santa Barbara and uh, head high. And so those are, those are my main projects. Now I've worked with Bill for a, so long that there are, are always other things on my plate as well. You know, there's, there's little, little things here and there. We're building a deck out at Durrell and it, you know, our wineries will use it. Bill will use it. It's for hospitality. It's also for fun. So, you know, different projects like that, that sort of touch the universe. And Durrell is Durrell Vineyard. Durrell is Durrell Vineyard. Exactly. Which that has was a great reputation. Yeah. Yeah. That was Bill's first vineyard, um, property and where you know where he really got the bug for you know an obsession with farming and great fruit and great dirt and um you know that that the vineyard side of the business started there and three sticks started there too so you know three sticks three sticks is um i i got to i got to you know be on the ground floor with bill as this winery began the first vintage was 2002, and every single wine that we've made from that point, I've been involved in the the blendings and the tastings and and the the entire building of the brand. So, um, Bill is 
and I, you know, I've, I've become a partner in that winery and I'm, you know, completely like, it's like a baby to me as I'm like invested in its growth and its well being, and that, you know, it, it, that we have an impact, a positive impact in the world that really is very special to me. So let's talk about three, six, yeah. since it is your baby. Yeah. <laughs> what are the different wines that that are made there yeah. of course three six is the brand that has the adobe mm-hmm. that you had mm-hmm. referenced earlier yeah um that's such an extra special place yeah let's kind of try to bring three six to life for sure. the listener let's yeah, so tell them a little bit more about our the brand our we have our our focus our obsession is pinot noir and chardonnay and that is um those are our serious wines and, you know, and we've been moving as Bill's portfolio of vineyards has expanded. We've been moving to, um, making almost a hundred percent estate wines. Um, and then in, in, in that span, so the vineyard, we can't really talk about three, six without talking about the vineyards, right? So Durrell vineyard, as you mentioned before, uh, gaps crown vineyard is also, um, one of ours, which is very well known for Pinot Noir as Durrell is for Chardonnay. They, they both have both varietals on the property, but their, you know, their reputations are based on, uh, Pinot at Gaps and Chardonnay at Durrell. And then, um, we have the Wallala Vineyard, which is really far North, like up by Annapolis at the, at the very sort of Northwestern end of Sonoma County. Um, and then we have a number of, uh, other vineyards that have been planted and developed in between. So we have one sky vineyard on Sonoma mountain, William James and the Alana vineyards. There's also another vineyard called the Stoats vineyard and Kistler. Um, that's Bill's vineyard and Kistler is, uh, the main buyer of those grapes. So, um, it's a pretty tremendous portfolio of vineyards. And so three sticks at three sticks, um, we, uh, get to make wines from those properties and we have, a. Uh, I think the properties themselves are the, the magnet that has attracted some tremendous winemaking talent. So, uh, I work with Bob Cabral, who's our director of winemaking and he has a wonderful team underneath him, Ryan Pritchard, Ashley Holland, and, uh, and, and together they, you know, they, they, they make our wines. Um, and how much wine do you make? We're, I mean, our whole, our whole desire for three sticks is to stay small and precious. And so we're, you know, we're in the like five to 6,000 case range. Um, currently, I mean, there's, there's room, there is room to grow given that we have these wonderful vineyard sources. Um, but we're growing, you know, slowly organically and taking the time to get to know the properties and, and, you know, what dialing in the coopers that we use and how we want to make those wines to really show off, um, what the vineyard has to offer. So, and then we have a awesome tasting room here in town, the Adobe. Uh, it's sort of like this, I feel like it's a jewel box or, you know, it's a, absolutely. Yeah. It's like a gem. It's just hidden in plain sight. It's behind, it's not on the plaza. It's, you know, just, just behind the Eldorado hotel. And if you were to walk by it, it just looks like a little white house, you know? Um, and, and I will tell you that I drove past it a hundred times before ever walking in the front door, but there's something very special that happens when you walk in the front door of the Adobe. It, 
absolutely transports you and you are in some other time or some other place. I mean, it's very, very, there's a magic, there's a real alchemy to the, to that building. And, and I think the way that we've, it's very well appointed, the way that we've set it up, um, is for intimate sit down tastings. Um, we want people to feel welcome, like welcomed into our home. There's, um, you know, we, we have something at three sticks that we call table fellowship. And, you know, I really think that this is what makes wine so special is that it's always there with you when you're connecting with your friends and your family at the table, you know, the richness of conversation, that eye contact, the direct, the direct interface with the people that we love, you know, in celebration, there's always, you know, with food and with wine, it really is, um, to me, part of what makes life worth living. So, right. That's the, that's the experience that we try that we, you know, seek to convey at the Adobe, you know, small psalm led tastings that are you know sort of pick your own adventure like if you want to talk about technical stuff about wine great if you are just learning about wine totally fine like if you're you know you don't know anything about pinot noir let's talk about pinot noir so it really is you know what is what is the experience that our visitors want um we, we always include a little a little tour of um of the of the adobe itself and a little bit of the history and um information about the design and the architecture and that type of stuff too so well that's your baby yeah (laughs) (laughs) um and i'm glad that you had you know that you shared some of that with us i know that you know that it holds a special place in your heart yes but I know the other two brands yeah. um, also keep you busy as well. Mm-hmm. Being a chief operating officer, you've got a lot on your plate. Mm-hmm. I've got to ask, is there someone that has influenced your career or that you consider a mentor? Absolutely. I mean, the first person that comes to mind is Bill, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, he is just a tremendous, he's a tremendous human being. He's a really, really wonderful guy like he's just sweet but he's so freaking smart so he is so sharp and um you know I I went to business school I have an MBA but honestly I feel like I got a pre-MBA just by working with Bill for as many years as I have um in addition to this the sort of shrewd view of business it Bill has also taught me um about the importance of a rich culture in an organization and, um, and the power of that. And so that is, um, one of my main focuses is the development of a great team. And, uh, and I take that very seriously. It's really something I'm super passionate about. And it, when I think back, it's, that is who Bill was at Texas Pacific group. He, um, you know, everyone referred to him as the culture carrier and of the founding partners, he always took the time to walk around and interface with every person at every level from the mailroom to the partners. And, um, you know, that's a, that was a really, that, that was really huge for me to see at a young age. Um, and to, to get the sort of value of your human, uh, 
capital, your human resources. Um, and then, and there have been others. I mean, I, I, my mom was a, uh, an executive and a super hard worker and just had an amazing work ethic and was super smart. And, um, you know, so just coming up under her wing, um, I think that, you know, I certainly got my work ethic from her. Do you think it's hard for women to be successful in the wine industry? I do. I think it's, um, I think there's an evolution. There's definitely some, um, there's a sort of transformation that's going on from the time I started in the wine industry to now. Um, I, it's sort of like night and day. There are a lot of, there's a lot of resources now, a lot of infrastructure to help, um, women leaders come up in the wine industry and that didn't exist or at least I didn't see it when I first um you know really got 100% focus on wine and that was probably in 2009 so we're talking nine nine ten years ago um you know now there's wonderful organizations there's I mean even the project that you're doing is amazing like how do we shine a light on the talent and and you know, the depth of women in this industry. Um, I'm in a group called wine women and it's a GM, a group of general managers and heads of wineries. And, um, it's powerful to be in that group. It really is. It's a really, um, wonderful experience to be in a room with, um, women in this position, you know, who are faced with the same types of problems where we can speak, uh, openly and confidentially, of course, about what it is that we're facing. And the fact that there is a selection of women and a selection of those groups says to me like, wow, you know, there is, there is more women leaders and leadership now than there was 10 years ago. Yeah, for sure. And I think there's that, and there's the similar structures at various levels. So it's not just that the GMs have the support, you know, there's Sonoma State's, um, wine programs are helping with that too. I think it's like really helping women come up in, in with regard to the business side of the wine industry. I think, you know, it was, um, it was great that Bill saw so much potential in you Mm -hmm. and really kind of helped bring you along because having someone um, like Bill 17 years ago, yeah. seeing that potential and, and like you said, kind of help help you and help influence your career, Yeah, you know, yeah. made it possible to, Absolutely. for you to be here today. Yeah, that's right. And to be in this position. So, yeah. I mean, that's pretty, that was pretty cool 17 years ago yeah. that a man, yeah. you know, took that uh, initiative. Oh, so. yeah. I feel... Uh, a debt of gratitude towards him for sure. I mean, he, he went out on a limb and I have, I think you know, it, never it, rested, <laughs> you know, me, well, me, making, well, sure yeah. that his, <laughs> making sure that that was the right choice. So, yeah. well, that's the other side of it, right? Yes. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. You gotta right. keep working harder and harder. Yeah. yeah. Let's wrap things up mm-hmm. with five quick questions. Great. So you can't think about these. Okay. These are quick. So here we go. What designer brand do you wear the most? Um, 
it's funny. I just got all like a whole package of uh, splendid clothes. I don't know if it's a designer brand, but it's my favorite brand. <laughs> brand. Okay. Yes. What's the weirdest thing in your purse right now? The weirdest thing in my purse is probably a metal straw. I'm totally into using metal straws and I've got like three of them in my purse. Okay. <laughs> Who is the last person you sent a handwritten note to? Oh my gosh. I literally just wrote a dozen handwritten notes right before you walked in the room, Michelle. So we did the Sun Valley wine auction and we, all the wonderful, you know, people that bought three sticks and that we met there, I sent notes to. So, okay. <laughs> What's your go-to karaoke song? Ooh, go-to karaoke song. Not supposed to think. I can't even think. I don't know. I don't know. Something from the seventies for sure. Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> okay, that's your artist. But <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll let, I'll, like, I'll let it fly. <laughs> name one, and, mm-hmm. the, and I know that there's several, mm-hmm. but name one of your most favorite restaurants in Sonoma County. Oh, um, favorite restaurants. I think of all the great restaurants in town. I mean, just one. What's one okay, okay, of your okay. most favorite? Well, I was just at I was just at EDK, and I love those truffle fries like nobody's business. So <laughs> there you go. Those are your five quick questions. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for staying down with us today, Prima. Michelle. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to listen and learn about the women featured in our lifestyle books and involved in our business. Share these episodes on your social media platforms so more people can learn about Wine Country Women. Visit our website at winecountrywomen.com to join our list and be the first to learn about exclusive offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new episode of Wine Country Women.